Insert disc two. So Aaron, there was a new uh, video released by the maker of the PC Classic this past week that's garnered a fair amount of attention on the internet. And I know you got something to say about it. Absolutely. Uh, <coughs> the uh, video in question uh, was uh, released, uh, and it was the fellow featured in it. It's a guy named Eric Yoki. Uh, he has he is the guy behind the outfit Unit E. The uh, people that have uh, thrown their hat into the mini ring to do the uh, PC Classic, which is the PC mini miniaturized PC that uh, was unveiled in November. He released a new video, which I found very interesting, and I think it the uh, what it tells me is that there's actually a an Amiga connection that we that we're gonna get into a little bit later on on this PC Classic. But I thought I'd go over with you, sort of a sounding board situation here, just some of the high points of what he talked about, and uh, just to hear what you think about them, and we can talk, we can discuss them a little bit. So, the um, uh, first thing that uh, uh, Eric said was that the uh, the PC Classic got a lot of press. He named off a bunch of magazines, PC Magazine, and you know, foreign magazines and websites and so when you and, and as you recall, and he said he's the he's got a resounding amount of success out of this thing. He's been very popular. Uh, and he's been surprised at the amount of uh, feedback he got. Now, he also mentioned that the video was thrown together, and that's why it looked so crummy and sounded like crap. I don't know if you actually watched his video. Are you? Are, how much of that do you buy? Do you think that? I mean, do you think you just do it together and not expecting a lot of feedback? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, we throw this show together every week. Yeah, but we we're not bringing out a multi-million-dollar product. Not even a multi-thousand. I'm going to give him product. the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I mean, after he says it was for a trade show, I thought that was kind of strange. It doesn't really matter. It's that was wacky. So. A lot of speculation had been uh, put forth that uh, when this thing uh, was mentioned, that uh, there's no way they would get publishers to get on board with it. They would. They. They had another thing I heard often to the various YouTube pundits was that um, these these guys were crazy. They didn't know what they were doing. There's no. They were. There was a. Uh, they didn't have any connections in the business. And he uh, he said that not only had they had a huge. Uh, uh, reaction to the video, but many, many publishers and distributors had been contacting him, and as of right now, they have secured 41 licenses for the system, which is pretty good. And, and that's, those are most of the people that came to them. Uh, he also went on to talk about how the system could be expanded, which is with a, uh, they will have digital downloads, which means there'll be some sort of uh, online element to this, and they'll also have uh, uh, expansion discs, mm -hmm. which we'll get into more in a few minutes, but the expansion discs are going to be in the shape of little five and a quarter inch discs right. to fit in the little di disc drive on the side. Of it, well, I think they're going to be SD cards. That just that's right. That's right. But they, yeah. you know, I don't know they'll have stickers. I bet they'll probably look cool. I bet they, I would make them look cool if it was me. Um, <laughs> it's going to have two user interfaces. There'll be one in a retro style and one in a more modern style. Now, they didn't show the, the modern style, but they did have a mock-up of what the retro style would look like. And the retro style looked to me like if, if, you, ever use the, uh, if you ever use the file manager in DOS, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It's what it looked like. Like the DOS shell? That's right. Well, I mean, not the shell, but the actual, there was a file manager in, in DOS. I don't know, maybe before your time. You mean just like a command line where you DIR? No, not a command line. Like a file manager where you could actually move files around. So it was almost like the in-between of DOS and a Windows. Okay. You know, it's what it looked like. It was text-based. Mm -hmm. text, think text-based file manager. I don't know how that's different than a DOS shell. It's extremely different. Look it up, but I can't educate you on DOS, pal, okay. while we're sitting here. Um, so this thing was supposed to get crowdfunded in December, and um, 
now this, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but he said after the publicity, uh, the publicity and the distribution interest was so heavy, they have reassessed what they need crowdfunding to do. And he said in a few weeks, they should have put crowdfunding up. So maybe, you know, I don't know. That's kind of stuff who can say. And those things generally run behind. Uh, I looked into Unit E to see what they were into. They're, they do a lot of arcade stuff, and I noticed one of the things that they make is those giant coffee table NES controllers. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have seen those. I thought before. you'd get a kick out of yeah. that. That's right up yeah. your alley. So I mean, they do lighting. They do some specialized arcade equipment stuff. So I mean, it's not like they just fell off the. You know, this guy you could tell he he does this video from his game room. I I believe him. He looks like he's probably a guy that's into gaming, yeah. which is probably why he got into. Uh, into the into uh, this the PC Classic. Um, he also said that uh, uh, the reason they released that initial video was just to prove that they were actually people that could make a, uh, the PC Classic and and were legit. That's basically the reason they did it. And he was surprised by the results. Um, so he mentioned that he'd signed forty one licensees, but of those forty one, very few were uh, to be included on the main console. He reiterated that there will be 30 games, okay, now, or 30-ish games. And so, uh, what that tells me is, um, they're, well, what, he, what he says is that they're, they're still in negotiations for the core games. He says he knows a lot of people won't put their money down until they see a games list. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully, he'll look at our list uh, of the 30 games that must be included. But, uh, I would say that those are going to be that's going to be the sticking point, and probably going to a lot of the you know additional costs or anything else will come from the people that how much is going to cost to get these guys to get their games installed on the system. He said a lot of these publishers want money up front. They want you know so there are, there are loop uh, hoops to jump through right. in in that aspect. So when he says they've got forty one people ready to go, it doesn't necessarily mean these are big names. It could be anybody. Now. Um, uh, he also addressed a lot of questions, and all the questions were, he picked poor questions, like why don't you use a Pi, or why isn't this DOS box, it's stuff that anyone could work out on their own, but he addressed, I'll give him credit, he did address uh, why, and basically to sum up what he said about the, the why you wouldn't use DOS box, or why you wouldn't put DOS box on Windows or get a Raspberry Pi, is that this is a device of convenience, just like any mini, you, it's meant to put in your living room and hook up to your TV. And I don't think that's a dumb question because you ask that question every single time we talk about a mini. Why don't you just get a Raspberry Pi? Well, I think it's, but I think that's been answered by now. And I will say, in, in his defense, unlike say a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo or uh, even a, 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 a you know, other smaller system, an Atari, uh, there's more involved with setting up a PC. Uh, to emulate, uh, even on Windows, than there is to emulate those systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, PC can be complicated, or the Amiga. Sure. Uh, also, something that he that he made abundantly clear in this is that this was a, uh, a device that was meant to be in your living room, hooked to your television. So, what does that tell you? What it tells me, and this is speculative, is that the majority of the games in this are going to be meant to run with a gamepad, and so uh, we'll see how that goes. Because uh, because uh, the it, you're it's a it's a far leap from playing games with your gamepad on your couch to tr having a keyboard and a mouse yeah. of any variety sitting on your lap. Right. No easy task. So, and if you look at the PC world, when we looked over all those games, uh, the amount of PC games 
that we picked that were games that we would play in a game pad was actually quite small yeah. amongst the buns on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a video, and people commented that in his first video, it showed him playing Doom uh, on a joystick. And they were appalled. What are you doing playing Doom on a joystick? Well, he, in his mind, he was proving a point that he reiterated, which basically said, you know, we can play this with a joystick. This is a joystick game. You can play it like this. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of, to me, it looked like he was trying to get over the fact that you're going to play this with a gamepad or a joystick. Uh, along the lines of the gamepad, someone asked if they had explored the possibility of getting Gravis gamepads on the system. And actually, he said they had talked to the people that own the license to Gravis. If you're an old PC user from way back, you'll remember Gravis as the ipso facto standard in uh, PC gamepads. I, I had several Gravis gamepads, and they were all crap well, compared to consoles. So I don't know. It's a, a very misplaced he nostalgia. He mentions that. Yeah. He says people forget that these things weren't that great. <laughs> now, I liked my little Gravis gamepad, but I can understand how people didn't like them. And he said, so what What he's, he sort of alluded to, without 100% saying this, is they were looking to, to possibly license the Gravis Name sure. to put on it something else and yeah. possibly gameplay, which I think, I, listen, nostalgia is nostalgia, but let's get something you can use to control yeah. the thing. Yeah. If the C64 Mini has a flaw, it's that god awful stick that mm-hmm. came with it. So, uh, so there you go. He was also asked uh, if this thing would have a VGA port, or it would also another fellow asked if it would have a network port. Uh, could you hook up CD ROMs and load stuff off your PC? Um, it will not have either of those ports. It will not have a serial, it will not have a parallel port. And the reasons are simple. You don't really need them. Uh, USB's the standard. I put a joystick port in this, and he's right. It would be co- cost and effect, a waste of money. It would also take up like half the board. <laughs> That's right. So. That's right. He did say that, that it will come with Wi-Fi. In fact, he s- explained what the board was, which I'll get into that in a minute. And uh, w- and you'll better use Wi-Fi to do stuff. Plus, you'll better uh, use one of the three USB ports on it to in- to put in a USB to Ethernet port, mm-hmm. and you should be able to play those network games. So that's something they're actually addressing. So for the people that were wondering if you're going to be playing Network Doom or uh, anything like that, it looks like that's going to be something, if, if that game's included, it's a possibility. <laughs> so, um, and here's the meat and potatoes that Roy wanted to talk about. Uh, someone asked, hey, can we, can we install uh, Windows on this? Can we, do, can we install this and that? And the answer was no. <laughs> and he said... Uh, he said one thing that people have to understand is that this, that the PC Classic is not, a, uh, and this is an exact quote, this isn't a just a DOS PC. It will play home PC games from other PC manufacturers of that era. Mm-hmm. I found that a very um, intriguing possibility. Uh, and so let's look at the DOS era for a minute. And we're going to say that, let's, let's say the late 80s to the early 90s, right? Which is sort of what we covered when we did the game show. What unspoken for computer existed in that time frame that has a, a wide, ready-to-use library of games that can be put on this thing that has a known and 100% running emulator on an ARM processor? The Acorn Archimedes. You got it. It's Acorn time. <laughs> no, you don't. The Amiga, of course. The Amiga, which people have sort of ached for a mini for a while. I think what he was talking about is a is uh, uh, Amiga emulation on this on the PC Classic. Now, uh, to to compound my thoughts on this, the uh, the uh, PC Classic he mentioned is going to be running on a Orange Pi Zero Plus Two. Wow, okay. what does that mean? Well, it's a it's sort of a retro pie. 
upgraded version or different version. Okay? A Raspberry Pi? It's not a Raspberry Pi. It's a different outfit. But they, so they're it's, all, all, it's like a clone of a Raspberry there's Pi? There's multitudes okay. of these different Pis. Okay. If you've ever looked into them. Uh, and uh, it's an ARM processor. And I even actually got the specs down here. I mean, they're not super important. It's it's a quad core. I'm sure it's going to be more than meg. enough to emulate DOS. Sure. Games, yeah. So, um, if you're familiar with the uh, Amiga emulation on the Pi, you'll know the the ARM uh, processor has an excellent. There's an excellent Amiga emulator out for it. And I think, uh, in the scope of things, this is the perfect avenue for Amiga emulation in a, in a mini form. We've talked about the Amiga Mini, you know, in possibility of it for a while. Um, it seems to me like this fellow could. Uh, what would you have to do to have Amiga games appear on this on this machine? Okay, there's really three things you have to do. You have to you have to have the supporting software, right? Emulation. You would have to have the license from the games themselves, and you'd have to have the Kickstart license, right? Um, Cloanto, as far as I know, have never made any sort of hardware. They were strictly a software-based outfit. If, if if I was a a man that was going to uh, put games in this mini and looking at other OSs or other computers to emulate, it, Amiga fits the bill perfectly all across the board. Uh, these expansion discs he talked about uh, are going to be uh, are going to be copyrighted. You're not going to be able to copy stuff. He made that abundantly clear. Now he said the system. He said they were going to try to walk a fine line between having an open hackable system and protecting software's. Uh, you know, a copyright, which that sounds great, but I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't see how open it can be if you're going to have, because this thing's making, this is not going to be a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo level system or a PlayStation where you're just going to hack it right away. Maybe. That's not the intent of it anyway. And who can knows what Nintendo or what they were thinking? Maybe they were cool with it. Maybe they weren't. Their intention on this machine is to copyright and protect the software on it. All right. For the end for the obvious reason. They're, they're getting these old DOS uh, manufact game manufacturers and the people that own the rights to these games and possibly the Amiga stuff. And these guys are putting, they're going to get money out of this. this is, and those guys probably haven't seen some money for a while on some of these properties. Anyway, uh, I think with, with the uh, capability of securing their property and the ability to license it uh, cheaply, and I'm sure there are plenty of Amiga game manufacturers out there that are more than happy to license their stuff to get made on this thing. I think it's a winning combination. And I've got a feeling, I've got a strong feeling that that's exactly what he was talking about when he talked about other OS's. Because what other OS's really would there gonna, is there going to be uh, of that era? We, Me and Boat speculated on the possibility of maybe an Atari property, but with Atari coming out with their own uh, wacky little device, it seems probably pretty unlikely, unless it's maybe like some ST stuff. Uh, I think the and with Commodore sort of lo already locked up with a mini, what you know it seems to be the logical choice is the Amiga. And I can't think of much else that it could be. Well, here's the only problem. All right, like you said, Commodore is locked up with a mini already. Right. So they've had pretty good success selling one Commodore branded product. What makes you think that they'll give up any of that money that they can have on the table by releasing an Amiga? I don't mini? think well, Commodore doesn't own any. You don't have to use the Commodore name. So this thing would it would be basically something that would run Amiga games. That's right. That's right. And so and and so. As long as you've got Cloanto on board and you've got the licensing in place for the games that they can distribute, 
you're you're good. It and, might be interesting that maybe there'll be some sort of a bidding war where you know the team 17 will go to uh, these guys and say, hey, we want to put our games on your system. And then they'll go to a Commodore and say, hey, you're you're upcoming. You got a mini coming up. How much are you going to give but us? But they can't again without Cloanto being involved. None of this can happen. This is all speculative, of course, but. Uh, if I'm Cloanto and I'm sitting on this, and this is an opportunity to use those kickstarts, which are, let's face facts, any jerk can go out and get these anytime they want. They're free. As, you can go get them anywhere, but Cloanto owns the rights to them. If someone's going to pay them, and Cloanto doesn't have to get in the harder manufacturing business, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. There is no downside. Their, their product is, is, is as protected as it is now, plus they're getting paid. Plus, uh, there are plenty of Amiga games you could put on a, uh, on a, on a PC Classic that would be good to go. You know what I'm saying? You could go in there and rig them up. It's a wham-bam operation. Something else the uh, fellow mentioned is that some of these games would be uh, made specifically for the PC Classics architecture, Mm -hmm. including one he talked about where they were literally changing the game uh, to run on whatever the OS, the standard OS of the PC PC Classic is, to uh, use joystick instead of whatever control mechanism it used before. So, he 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 pretty much ran that one in a lot that there are going to be games specifically made for this architecture which what that tells me is he's got developers or he's got people that are willing to go back and either change these games or make new games or make new renditions this could get a little wacky if if he ends up doing renditions of old dos games made for the new system i don't know you could get in a weird area there but this guy seems pretty smart i don't think he's gonna go down that road that's just that's just a guess um let's see if there's anything i missed here oh this is weird. <clears throat> the uh, PC Classic has composite out, as well as HDMI. Mm-hmm. Someone asked why, and he went into this long description of how CGA works. And CGA works by, and, and this is true, you could blend scan lines together to sort of generate different colors. I don't know what the bearing of that is on this. I don't know if that means that it, CGA games, if included on this, would have would look weirder on HDMI. I don't know, because, um, you know, PC emulation of CGA games tends to be pretty accurate, so I, I don't I, know I don't how know. much smoke he's going in there. I, don't, I haven't played many. I mean, and it may just be certain games that use that technique too. You know, I don't know. Uh, like but, I've watched playthroughs of CGA Lemmings on YouTube where people are playing out of DOS box and it looks okay. Right, right. Um, he also mentioned that no specs had been uh, settled on, so they're still in flux. And the Orange Pie, if they go with that, that there is a certain bit of a certain amount of. Uh, um, changes you can make to that. He also mentioned that on top of the Orange Pie Zero Plus Two, they have a custom board that like piggybacking on it that they've produced. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it not, won't be it's, just like something you can go down to the store and replicate with an SD card. That's image. right. That's 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 correct. Um, one thing that he drove home was, because uh, a lot of people asked about, hey, can we could do this ourselves? Why are we going to pay the $99 for this? And I will say the guy's response was very, he's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'll give the guy credit. He said, listen, he goes, we know that a lot of you can go out and get similar results yourself. And maybe you can do it for under $100. But a lot of people can't. This is a mini, this is a living room system that people can play that want any, that don't want any hassle. I thought about this quite a bit. So we were sort of leery of this thing when we first loaded it and talked about it. The more I think about it, the more I like the idea of it. Because it is a real hassle to try to get some of these old games. God knows that on the Amiga how much we've struggled and toiled to try to get some of this stuff working. And even today, you still come across a random outlier that gives you trouble. Mm-hmm. And the PC is another one. It was, this, was, this thing was, a lot of these games were made for hardware that no longer exists. 
They were made uh, to uh, to have uh, IRQs and and DMAs and stuff adjusted to fit their needs and uh, and uh, auto execs and memory configurations and yeah. upper and lower memory. Uh, it can be a real hassle. Even in the DOS box, it's still a hassle. So the idea of having 30 solid PC games out of the box, and, I'll th- uh, and he said the price probably won't go up, but it may come down a little. It's not that bad a deal. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of on board. Now, if you can guarantee me that this is going to feature some Amiga stuff on it, I would pick one up just on the basis of, of the novelty of it, to be honest with you. And, and I can be like one of you, like you were when the Nintendo properties came out, and you'd be like, well, you know, now I can legally own these. I don't have to feel like a jerk. Mm-hmm. They'd have to release a million discs for me to get down that road. <laughs> but... You know, it's it's an avenue for some of these guys to make a few bucks. Sure. What sure. do you, what do you think about all this new information, Boat? Well, I think this this product has a lot of promise. I I think that if it comes to fruition in the way that he wants it to, I think there's this could be a legitimate way for stuff that we now classify as abandonware to have new commercial life. And um, I like the idea of selling physical SD cards that look like three and a half inch floppies. Um, you know, uh, if you could get uh, every you know every single company's game on a silk screened SD card you know that comes in a, a cool looking box you can put on yourself. I think there's value to that. Sure. Um, I didn't even thought about that. You're right. It will be interesting to see how the crowdfunding thing goes. I think that we'll we'll find out a lot of answers once that opens up. And he said you know like you said that uh, they're still trying to determine exactly how much money they meet, need to get this thing off the ground. He he, he seemed very confident. In fact, it almost seems like that crowdfunding has taken a backward step or. Which leads me to believe that he's gotten enough interest in the product to to go forward. Something else, I, this product has a lot of appeal, and uh, it has. I think this is a, a kind of a product that would appeal to a lot of people. And, and, and I mean, because he'd mentioned that he'd got a lot of responses from Japan, from Europe, and this is absolutely the kind of product that you can take all over the world. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think he even mentioned that we're looking at different designs for that. There's going to be two types of actual physical boxes, like kind of that kind of the old school box I showed in another one. Uh, I think you can get a lot of action out of it. And there there are people that are interested in it. Uh, but if you can get this thing on a out in a global marketplace, plus you've got some games uh, and and you never know, maybe they're gonna even think about putting stuff if he's if he's got CGA on his mind, you never know, maybe we're gonna see expansion discs for the ZX Spectrum. There's a lot of people waiting uh, for uh, uh, the, the next to come out. Maybe this is an interim. You know, maybe this is a, even a, an alternate. Maybe the Amstrad. You know, those systems are out there, and if you, if you take the system overseas, you can get some action on that. Maybe some of the systems from France. And a lot of those could probably be had at a much cheaper cost than what you're pay, paying for, like, say, the Amiga. Mm-hmm. And those properties aren't really active that much right now. So I hadn't thought about that when we first talked about the PC Classic, that the possibility of running stuff other than DOS. And if he hadn't mentioned it, I would never even have thought of it still. But I think it's a, uh, an exciting development. And uh, we will be sure to uh, keep our ear against the wall and try to cover any other um, elements that crop up. That's pretty much all I got, but.